1: netsuite.com slash hollywood netsuite.com slash hollywood The following podcast contains explicit language Liz, have you
0: seen the quote of the day yet?
1: No, I want to know what it is. Mary, what's
0: the quote of the day?
1: Uh, it's, uh, when you fall I will be there to catch you.
0: Sign the floor. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. <laughs> Hi, and welcome to Happier in Hollywood, the podcast about how to be happier, healthier, saner, more creative, more successful, and more productive, in a backbiting, superficial, chaotic, unpredictable, fundamentally insane world. I'm Sarah Fain, a TV writer and producer living in LA
1: and with me is my high school friend and writing partner of 18 years, Liz. That's me, Liz Kraft. On this podcast, we talk about being writers in Hollywood, how we balance a career and friendship, and how to survive the war of attrition that is life in Los Angeles.
0: In this episode, we'll discuss the scary and thrilling idea that you never know what's
1: around the corner. Then, a listener Pointed out, we haven't done our hits and bombs segments in a while, so it's back. I will reveal my hit of the week, which I'm quite proud of. And Sarah has a play date bomb. Ooh. And then
0: today's Hollywood hack is like a mental health emergency kit. It's all about being prepared. And finally, I had a celebrity sighting this week.
1: But first, Sarah, we have an update on the discussion we had in episode 71 about obligation vacations. We thought we'd share a couple of our favorite responses. We um, we got a lot yeah. um, of email from listeners about obligation vacations. Jean from our Facebook group wrote, Obligation vacation idea. A friend takes rolling obligation mini breaks when she has a prolonged span of increased work. One week, she'll skip the gym. The next, she won't do any housework and will have someone in to clean and do laundry. The next week, she eats takeout for every meal, thus no dishes, grocery shopping or cooking, picks up oatmeal and coffee at Starbucks, salads for lunch, etc. And the next, she hires a dog walker and pooper scooper. She estimates that she gains about 90 minutes more work time every day by doing this. Since she owns her own business, the busy season usually means greater profits, so it pays for itself and she doesn't sacrifice valuable sleep. Well, I mean, this is
0: genius. It is. It takes a level of organization that I'm not sure I'm
1: personally capable of, but it's brilliant if you can do it. What's great about it is that no one thing suffers for too long. Right. So, you know, you're only not going to the gym for a week. You cannot go for a week. It's not like for two months during her busy season she's not going. I mean, it makes so much sense. And then because it's structured, nothing will get out of control. Right.
0: Yeah, so good job to Jean's friend. Yes. We will be inspired by you. Um, All right, and we also got an email from Jackie, and I just want to digress a moment. Mm -hmm. Um, So when we're putting our script together for the episode, we ask Mary to plug things in in Google Docs, and so we had this Facebook thing, and we had our email that I'm about to read, Um, and I just want to say Mary gave Liz the pooper scooper uh, Facebook post, uh. but she gave me the pubic hair one. Yeah. <laughs> so. so thank you, Mary. Thank you, Mary. <laughs> <laughs> Heads up, everybody. <laughs> uh, um, okay. So this is the letter that we got from, um, from Jackie. Uh, it reads, I had our rental apartment move out cleaned yesterday because I hate pubic hair and I am never cleaning someone else's bathroom again. I made a big decision to have my adjacent house cleaned also. I gave myself a party for my 53rd birthday two weeks ago and although I am a clean freak I have not cleaned well since. I looked forward to people cleaning my house for me for days. I left hair on my kitchen floor, (laughs) my grandson's crumbs. It will be gone Thursday. Such liberation and joy. I looked forward to going home for from work all day, and smelling and seeing the fresh, clean magic, and I was not disappointed. <laughs> well,
1: Sarah, I, my question reading this was who likes cleaning up pubic I know. <laughs> hair? I love that. She's like, I don't like yeah. pubic hair. I, I am think, done with that. I I know few who do. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, but I love that she gave herself
0: permission to just be like, I am not going to deal with that. That is a great obligation vacation. Yes. And the joy of not cleaning. I mean, oh, I can get relate. that. <laughs> so thank you very much, Jackie. <laughs>
1: Okay, Sarah, it's time for From the Treadmill Desk Sub, in which we discuss what's most pressing in our work psyches. And this week it's you never know what's around the corner. Yeah. And this
0: is pressing on us, I think, particularly because all the new TV shows are premiering the mm-hmm. fall shows, and we're, like, watching their numbers and feeling that suspense. And and we know what everyone involved with these shows is feeling,
1: Yes. You're like, what are the reviews going to be? What are the ratings going to be? It's Like, you, it's out there, it's around the corner, and you don't know what it's going to be, and it is terrifying. Yeah,
0: because it could be amazing, Uh or it could be, like, this painful disappointment that just crushes your soul.
1: Yes, and most likely it'll be somewhere in the middle, and you'll have no idea how to interpret the data for months, (laughs) which is even worse in (laughs) some ways. (laughs) Um, But it really, as every show premieres and we read about it, I get like a pit in my stomach. Yeah. And it's funny because in Hollywood, I mean, it's not just when you have a show and you're waiting, you know, for the reviews to come out. This is how we live our lives. We never know what's around the corner. It's rare we know what we're going to be doing more than six months in advance.
0: It's so true. Now, my question is, is that a good thing? Is it a bad thing?
1: Well, here's what I'll say, Sarah. We must like it. (laughs) Because we've been doing it for almost 20 years now. Yes. And we've not known for that whole time what's around the corner. I think for me, it seems boring to know what's around the corner. Yeah. Like, I can't imagine working at a bank where, you know, in five years, like, I'm still going to be in this chair with these people doing this job. Like I like the excitement and adrenaline rush of feeling like the next big thing is just around the corner.
0: Right. The but, downside of that is it could also be the next big disappointment. Yes,
1: failure.
0: But the up, I, I mean, I'm completely with you, obviously, um, mm-hmm. <laughs> because like, I don't know, somehow that sense of constant change mm-hmm. is very appealing to me, um, It, which kind of surprises me. But I love it.
1: Yeah, it sort of forces growth. It forces evolution. It forces you to look at yourself constantly because we have to constantly evaluate what we've just done and look ahead to what we're going to do and how we're going to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, we also meet a lot of great people. Of course, we also meet some people who aren't so great. <laughs> uh, but that's <laughs> rarer and rarer as we have more control over our environment.
0: Yes, And something that I like about our job that's interesting is we often don't know what to expect moment to moment, much less day to day or week to week or year to year. Like we will in a given day have surprises thrown at us. All the time that completely redirect the direction of our day.
1: Yes, we do. We were we're walking toward one room, and we suddenly are doing a U turn and spending the rest of the day in a different room, unexpectedly.
0: Yes, one of the big things um, that Violet talks about at kindergarten mm. is flexibility. Mm. It's one of the rules in her class. We are flexible. We are, and that is so. Man, we have to be very flexible.
1: And, you know, one thing good about realizing you don't know what's around the corner is if you do face a failure, so that, I mean, this can happen, obviously, not just in Hollywood. Anyone can face a failure in Mm -hmm. any part of their lives or in any job. Knowing that, you don't know that that failure isn't going to lead to something better. I mean, so often people lose a job and end up in a much better place afterward. And they never would have gotten to that place had they not lost the job. So I think it is saying, like, but What's hard for me is I tend to assume what's around the corner is bad. That's just my nature. <laughs> right. What I'm trying to do is reorient myself toward thinking what's around the next corner is good. And that goes to one of our themes of the year, which is expand. Right? Which we
0: have, I think, been very focused on and very successful at so far. We just have to keep it up. Um, Liz, you're reminding me, of course, of our favorite uh, Zen proverb about the farmer We'll post a link to it in our show notes. But the upshot is you never know what's good news and what's bad news. Yes. So either way, kind of take it with equanimity.
1: Yes, because you don't know what's around the corner. So you don't know how that's going to affect the news you receive that day. Right. Um, The other thing I will say, Sarah, is that not knowing what's around the corner has led us to really enjoy our small victories. It's so true. We decided years ago we don't know what's going to happen. So if we have a good notes call, if we sell something, if we um, have a great meeting, celebrate. Because you know, tomorrow we could be fired. <laughs> <laughs> As we know, sadly,
0: from has, personal has experience, happens. yes, um, yeah, and it makes us really live in the present. Mm-hmm. Like I think we are really good about kind of looking long term and and being prepared for things and and having a plan and having an ambition. Mm-hmm. But think knowing that we don't know what's around the corner, we really do stay in the present in a very conscious way, and I think that helps us.
1: Of course, this whole not knowing what's around the corner thing does mean we could just reach like total catastrophe (laughs) in our career at any moment. So I know you have a backup plan.
0: Yes, it's always good to have a backup plan. It's always good. My backup plan, of course, is to – this is my fantasy life also. My backup plan (laughs) and my fantasy life coincide. I don't know if that's good or bad. Um, But to move to Minneapolis, you know, maybe get a little property outside, sell my house here so then I could pay cash for something Mm. in Minneapolis, write books, do health coach consulting, do yoga every day. Like it's – my backup plan kind of rocks.
1: Well, I know you're actually doing something toward your backup plan because you're taking nutrition classes. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, my God, she's really going for this backup plan.
0: I'd prefer not to do the backup plan. I should I should say that very clearly. Okay. Um,
1: now, what about you, Liz? Do you have a backup plan? I have no backup plan. I really don't. Like, If this job doesn't work out, <laughs> I am like SOL. I have no idea what I would do. Um, If this job doesn't work out, (laughs) sorry, I just career. I'd say it's working out. It is so (laughs) far, but you know, you never know. And I'm just like, I have no idea what I would do. There are things that I would have liked to do when I was younger, like maybe be an agent, right? But there's no way at my age that I'm going to go like into the mailroom at WME (laughs) and work my way up the agent ladder. Like nobody would hire me, frankly. Mm Um, so I don't have a backup plan, but maybe it's good for you that I don't because it means I have to really make this one work. Yes, I think that is definitely, yeah, that's
0: definitely in my favor. We're stuck here. We're stuck. You don't have in a backup Hollywood. plan. We got to stick with what we've got. And of course, it's not just in Hollywood where you don't know what's around the corner, it applies to life in general yes. and all facets of life.
1: Yeah, you never know what friends might come and go, you don't know what relationships will blossom or fall. We have children. We don't know what's around the corner for our children. We hope all good things, but we don't know that.
0: We have our dreams of what they will grow up to be and who they'll be. And, oh, they have so much control over that. You know how I feel about not having control of things. Yes, you don't like (laughs) (laughs) So we might as well embrace the unknown. Yes. And
1: we know, Sarah, we don't even know if we're going to be here tomorrow. So let's just enjoy today. Let's remind each other. Enjoy today. Sometimes we have a hard time with that. Yeah. Do you prefer to know what's coming or do you enjoy not knowing what's around the corner? Let us know. Email us or send a voice memo to happierinhollywood at com.
0: Coming up, I will share a parenting bomb. It seems like all my bombs are parenting <laughs> bombs. Um, and Liz has a hit, but first an ad break. Liz, there is nothing I love more than having a delicious meal that I didn't have to cook, which is why I have been getting no prep, no mess meals from Factor. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factor's fresh, never frozen meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great tasting meals. Last night, I had had blackened salmon with broccoli and with cauliflower rice. It was so delicious. It was the
1: perfect dinner.
0: All right, Liz, now it's time for hits and bombs because Hollywood is all about big hits and big bombs. So, you, Liz, you have a hit this week.
1: Yes, I do. Okay, Sarah, I am a person without hobbies. You know this about me. Yes. I have no hobbies. I mean, unless watching Netflix is a hobby. I don't I think of that as like, a hobby. I don't knit, I don't garden, I don't play racquetball, I nothing. Okay. I don't even really do yoga on a consistent basis. <laughs> I have no hobbies. Um and I've always wanted a hobby. Mm-hmm. Like my mom has been in a bridge club forever and it's like, you know, a thing. And this is so I've always wanted a hobby, and someone asked me to join a mahjong foursome, and she is gonna teach us how to play mahjong. Of course, I have no idea how to play. I know it's the tiles. I know uh-huh. the mahjong scene in Crazy Rich Asians, which is <laughs> exactly. fabulous um and so i just said yes without thinking about it wow um i just someone said do you want to do this i said absolutely i want to do it i am in it's a real commitment because it's four people and i assume they can't play if one person's missing and so how often are you meeting i don't even know yet i haven't decided i'm guessing it'll be like once a month uh-huh. um um but I'm really excited to bring something into my life that has nothing to do with work. Yes. Um, that is just like a, a fun hobby. And also something, though, that's going to be difficult and I'm really going to have to work at it. I mean, I'm terrified, to be honest, because learning new things scares me. Uh huh. Um, so I'm just holding my breath and hoping that, you know, I'm good at it <laughs> at uh- some point.
0: I am so I think I'm so proud of you, which is like a weird thing to say about your (laughs) writing partner. But like it is like it's really hard to take on something new and to do it with other people. And I think it'll be so fun. I think you'll love it.
1: Yeah. I'm very hopeful that this will be like a real positive thing in my life. That is a nice outlet. Um, And it'll keep my brain sharp because I'm learning. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Um, So yay me. Yay you. And I will report back on my mahjong and see, you know, how I do. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, um, Now, Sarah, you have a bomb. What is your bomb? Okay. So my bomb
0: is I had scheduled a play date for Violet after school with a friend who she rides the bus with, with whom she rides the bus. Um, And... I canceled it for reasons having nothing to do with anything but that I was having a bad week and literally couldn't deal with
1: the texts required to schedule it. So it's not that you even had to be there. No. You weren't gonna be there. No, I you wasn't just even gonna didn't be want there. a text to plan it.
0: Correct. Like
1: I was so <laughs> I was so overloaded.
0: Yeah. And just so it was just one of those weeks. And I just was like, I, I can't take on one more thing. I yeah. can't take on schedule. It, you can always push it. I just can't deal with the logistics of this. And I mean, that's just so lame. Like, I felt really bad about it. I felt like I had to do it, but I just feel like playdates are so important at the beginning of kindergarten. And like, I don't know. It just was a bummer.
1: Well, look, we are in our season of sacrifice, and it's not just, frankly, a sacrifice for us. Our families are also sacrificing. True. And it's unfortunate, but it does happen. Um, So I think you should be kind to yourself. Don't judge yourself. Let it go. Do the next play date. You know what I mean? Just like move on. Sometimes you just can't do it. And recognizing that um, is healthier than trying to do everything and literally driving yourself into the ground. Now, I will say, like, it may seem like someone, oh, a small thing. You can't just text. But when we're literally don't have time to go to the bathroom during the day, you're like, I can't text. And it's someone you don't know well. So you want to make sure the tone is right. I want to think it through before I send it. It's it's a bigger thing than just like saying yes or no on a text. Right. The day will come when you know everybody and it's much less stressful to plan these things, and you will, and you Violet will have play dates and it will all be fine.
0: So I absolve you. Thank you. Thank you for making me feel better about it. <laughs> if you hadn't, I could have talked about it um, in targeted therapy,
1: which That's is our right. next Hollywood hack. <laughs> yes, it is time for this week's Hollywood hack. And as Sarah just said, it is targeted therapy. So, what is targeted therapy? Well, we were we were
0: in the room with one of the writers on the fix and he said, "So, I just made an appointment with a therapist to talk about this project that we're doing." Um, he is in, has sort of just started a project that promises to be really challenging. It has to be done really fast. Um, and he wanted some extra support just
1: to get through this particular project. And we thought that was brilliant. Yeah, because, I mean, we go through such psychological ups and downs and we do a project. Like when you're writing a pilot, for instance, yeah. it, the time pressure is so great. The highs and lows are tremendous. You're getting feedback from just oh, massive uh, quantities of people. Ten different people. Um, And so the idea that you would say, okay, let me have a therapist for this time in my life so that they can keep me, um, so that I can keep my perspective, so that I have a place to vent that's a safe place, because what you don't want to do is vent to the wrong people. That can be disastrous. Right. Um, And just someone who can remind me why I wanted to do this in the first place is such a great idea. And then it doesn't seem like such a commitment that it's for so long. Like when I think about restarting therapy, I used to do therapy, I'm not doing it now. It's like, oh my God, the next 10 years of my life, I'm gonna have to drive (laughs) to Beverly Hills at 7 a.m. Now, luckily there is now as we um, advertise Coincidentally, on this episode, um, Talk Space, a therapy which doesn't require going anywhere. Yeah, that um, was not on purpose. Not planned. <laughs> um, but it's true, like the commute to the therapist can be very daunting. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, the idea that you could just go to therapy for, say, four months. Right. Well, and and just you can go to therapy
0: to talk about one particular thing. Like the the writer that we're talking about, he has a happy life. Yes. He's not dealing with any like larger issues. He just wants help getting through this particular process. That's never occurred to me before. Never.
1: It's no, second, such a brilliant he idea. He said it. We were like, now that's a Hollywood hack yeah. that we should do, frankly. Exactly. We should probably do a couple's targeted therapy <laughs> right. and for our next big project. Yes.
0: And we should do targeted therapy to get through uh, mid-season premiere week.
1: <laughs> you know, we really should. Yes. <laughs> Let's look at that.
0: Okay. Um, coming up, I will share my farmer's market celebrity sighting. But first, a word from our sponsor.
1: You can learn more about Student Visionaries of the Year or even nominate a student at lls.org/students. That's lls.org/students. And now it's time for a celebrity sighting. Sarah, you saw someone famous this week. I did.
0: Uh, I was at the farmer's market with Violet. I won't say which one. There were a, there are a bazillion farmer's markets in L.A. Um, and I saw Jason Schwartzman.
1: Ah, Jason Schwartzman. Of course, he is like the Wes Anderson go-to guy. He was in Grand Budapest Hotel, Rushmore, He's on Mozart in the Jungle, which is one of my all-time favorite shows, and I still haven't gotten over the fact that it was canceled. It just depresses me.
0: I know. I it's love sad. Jason Schwartzman. Yes. And what's funny about it is I saw him, you know, when you're applying to schools, you go to all these schools, and, um, yes. and it's L.A., and you see there are famous people all over schools. Um, but we didn't use it as a celebrity sighting. Then, because there's this line where school stuff is off limits.
1: Yes. Yeah. It's so funny. Like, I never even thought about it until you said that. But like, there's obviously a lot of famous people um, who have kids at Jack's school and we never talk about them because it does just feel like this is like a sacred space where they're not being celebrities. They're being moms and dads. And we don't want to encroach on that. Right.
0: But when you're at the farmer's market, yes,
1: then they're free. <laughs> that's game. called in the wild. Yes. Game. <laughs> in the wild, you can say who you saw. But when it comes to school, you want to protect them. that's locked down. I mean, Sarah, by preschool, I will say had um, one of the preschools that Jack went to had paparazzi in the parking lot. Oh like God. That's how crazy it is in L.A. with celebrities at these schools. That
0: did not happen in Kansas City.
1: Uh, no, not once. <laughs> And that is it
0: for this episode of Happier in Hollywood. For questions or comments, email us or send us a voice memo at happierinhollywood at gmail.com. Thanks for listening and please subscribe if you
1: haven't already. Thank you to our producer, the amazing Chuck Reed and everyone at Sancola Sound. You can follow them on Instagram at Sancola Sound. Thank you to the awesome ad team at Panoply. Thank you to our assistant,
0: Mary Merkins, for helping us juggle the insanity of our lives.
1: And as always, thank you to Gretchen Rubin. Happier in Hollywood is part of the Onward Project. Get in touch.
0: I'm on Instagram, at S. and Liz is at Liz Craft. We also have a Facebook group that's nearing 5,000 members. Search for Happier in Hollywood on Facebook to join in on the conversation. Until next week, I'm Liz Craft. And I'm Sarah Fain. Thanks for joining us. It's a fun job. And we enjoy it.
1: I mean, Sarah, you have so many hobbies.
0: I mean, I used to. I feel like I don't have time to do any of them anymore.
1: Now Violet is your hobby. Violet is my hobby.
0: (laughs) It's so true.
1: You know what? Maybe you should start knitting in the writer's room.
0: Oh, my gosh, I should. Violet wants me to make
1: her a dress. I should do it at work. Combine your hobby and working. Love it. Okay.